bile tea. Welcome back, everyone, once again to your odd pod, where we don't pick a topic, we pick at all topics and expose the oddity within. So sit back, relax, grab your cup, roll that leaf, chillax, and breathe. This is BioT, Brothers in Odd Times. All right, how you Yes. Can you there? I'm here. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound a little muffled. How do I sound? You sound perfect. Sound muffled? Ah. Yeah, you did sound muffled. You don't sound muffled anymore. How about now? Yeah, you sound perfectly clear. Testing one, two. Microphone testing. Check one, two. Probando, <laughs> probando. Sí, sí. <laughs> Sabor. <laughs> All right. No, I have the headphones, man. I was thinking, I think I should try them because I've been doing them, trying to do them with one. And I said, what if I do it with two? Well, I got both in also. You have headphones? <laughs> <laughs> Have you been using headphones on the podcast on all of them or what? <laughs> this is going to be crazy. I've only used one. And today I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with two. <laughs> Shut up. <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I love you now. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, man. You need to knock that off right now. <laughs> Damn, dude. Knock it, knock wow. it off. <laughs> Man, you can't write this stuff. That's crazy. No, you can't write it. Oh, man. Well. Well, there you go. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> To another thrilling <laughs> episode on Biology. <laughs> the odd corner, indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, man. Well, Anyways. I, I don't think we could have... I don't think we could have had a better intro. <laughs> so yeah, true. So, let's uh, just... I just am been curious... Been curious about this episode ever since you told me, and uh, since that was the best intro, I think we should just go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, anyways, this is this is Manny Vichiga here on BioT, and uh, um, I like to welcome everybody. And and I fi- I thought we would just kind of not necessarily go a different direction or any way at all, because I think this is this is kind of one of those like. Uh, things that hasn't really been like advertised too much but it's been it's been known enough to have been turned into a movie because this is an odd character i think he's still alive as far as i know to this day i do not know much i actually about this yeah, right person. and i actually saw the movie 
it was a it was a pretty good movie but then i actually read into it a little bit more and i thought it was a pretty good read and i figured you know i want to maybe read a little bit and get get your uh get your take on you know some of what i read here and there and as usual feel free to interrupt and give your two cents here and there 10-4 sounds like a plan stan all right so today so today we're gonna be talking about Charles Bronson, the prisoner. So he's he's known as, as Charles Arthur Salvador, also known as Charles Ali Ahmed. But he was born Michael Gordon Peterson in December of 1952. He is more known for Charles Bronson, even though, like you said, not a lot of people know about him. Um, he is an English criminal who has been referred to by the British uh, like press and, and all the news media out there as the most violent prisoner in Britain and Britain's most notorious prisoner. He has spent most of his time in prison in like high security psychiatric hospitals. Um, three of them that I know are, are, are that's talked about is Rampton. Broadmoor and Ashworth, which which are like some of the most uh, high security um, psychiatric hospitals in in Britain. So, yeah, we we heard he was born in December. He's roughly around sixty seven, just about seventy years old. Um, many aliases. His actual birth name is is um. Did I give you his birth name already? No, I didn't. Yes, I think you did, but I wanted oh, to know what it was again. It, it was it was Michael Gordon. MGP or something. Michael Gordon Peterson was his actual birth name. Michael Gordon. So he is from England. And he right now he's actually in a whole nother institution. He's in the HM prison in Woodhill. Um, he's been married about three different times. It, this guy is just. He was convicted for for his first criminal as a petty criminal. His first convict conviction was a sentence of just a few years back in 1974, um, seven years for armed robbery, and then of course more time was added to his sentence because he started attacking prisoners and guards. He, he was just like. He loved to fight, and he got released in 1987, but when he was released, he started a whole new career. He, he went into bare-knuckle fighting, which, you know, you know those uh, – if you envision him, pretty much envision like a bare-knuckle fighter with those that, 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 that handlebar or that, that those mustaches that they twirl on the end, you know what I mean? Yes, with the double. Yeah, yeah. So he, he that that's that's what he looks like. He <laughs> bald headed, shaved, you know, buzz head or whatever. He he was into bare knuckle fighting. Now at this time, he was still known as Mickey or or Michael Gordon Peterson. But his promoter said, "Hey, you need to change your name to Charles Bronson." the American actor 
1987 when he was released is when he got the name Charles Bronson. Now, not even about a year later, he gets arrested because he he gets convicted again because he, he's, he's planning another robbery. He, he's already known as a violent inmate, right? And at this point, he's he's taken yeah. hostages and he's used guards as hostages. And later on, because he keeps doing this in prison, he ends up with a, uh, a life sentence. Uh, Is that what he has now, the, the life sentence? That's he... As, in four now, finally got the I life sentence. I think he eventually ended up getting the life sentence. But as we see later on, I, I believe he he gets good behavior later on. But this is this is still 1988, and he, he's he's a violent criminal, and he's he's given his sentence from you know robbery, or whatever, and because he's a uh, He's already known for his violence, and he's he's taken inmates as prisoners. He's fighting guards and that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? We're just going to give you life in prison. And there's so uh, all right. So let me stop you right there. So he, he has a history that goes way back, but he didn't get the name Charles Bronson until after he got out of prison. And he started working or doing his bare knuckle fighting, and they suggested to him to give himself the name Charles Bronson. And that was because the actor was making movies at that time. Well, That's why he got at the, the name. Time, I remember the, the, the movies Charles Bronson, yeah, like Death Wish 1, Death Wish 2, and that kind of stuff. Notorious, like badass action hero right so yes yeah right around it, it was right around the same time 1987 and we were shoot i remember watching those movies as a kid we shouldn't have watched them as a kid but we watched them as kids the charles bronson movies yeah like that's the only charles bronson exactly. i knew exactly like put, putting traps in the window and the nail board got stuck in that dude's like what was Feet. it his hands he stepped on him and, and feet or something Oh yeah, his feet. Yeah, and he set up all kind of booby traps. Yeah, and, everywhere. And if you remember, but, I mean, the, from that movie, they actually played or or took some of it and actually put it in the movie uh, uh, Home Alone. Do you remember that? <laughs> the traps <laughs> and all that. Yeah, it was basically a lot of the same traps that he had in that movie were played again in a children's movie. That's that's kind of funny. That's that's uh, interesting. If nobody ever desensitize, Desens- desensitize. Maybe nobody ever put that together, but I put that together right away. Like, well, these are the, almost the same traps as that movie Death Wish back in the nineteen eighties with Charles Bronson, brought back at in a humorous way in a children's movie. Yeah, well, you know, it's Hollywood. They're gonna still their material from each other and stuff. It's bound to happen. But um not too 
away from this Charles Bronson or, you know, start talking about oh, something no. else. But, yeah. So he started he started his uh, bare knuckle thing and ended up getting locked up after that still. And so this guy's been doing crime since he was well, a young age. Yeah, because he was, uh, what, born in 1952. So by 1974, he's 22 years old, already getting arrested for petty crime and he's already serving seven years in prison and he gets extra time in prison because he wants to fight people he wants to fight inmates he wants to fight uh prison guards so whatever they give him extra time so his seven years from 1974 turned into um i want to say 15 years if my no my math ain't right 13 12, 13 years, roughly, from 1974 to 1987. Uh, 13 years. 13 years later, mm. from his seven-year sentence, pretty much doubled. He ended up with 13 years in prison. And he got out, and he just started, you know, what? Screw it. I like to fight. Let's do some bare-knuckle fighting. And that's what he started doing. Uh, a year later, he, he's already planning another robbery, and he goes back to prison. Well, long story... So he had been in men mental institute before too. You That's said right. Based, well, I think he started in his regular, in regular prison sentence, in uh, in just a regular regular prison. But then, because he was just like I don't know, maybe some crazy ass guy, he just wanted to fight everybody. He pretty much has been in all three psychiatric hospital or prison psychiatric hospitals in England. All three. Three of the major ones in England. He's served time in all of them. So this is back in, you know, the 70s into the 80s. And, you know, even though he, he was there, he actually says, this, this is him. I'm a nice guy, but sometimes I lose all my senses and become nasty. That doesn't make me evil. Just confused. This is what he says. These are his words. So, obviously, something wrong with the guy. Say again, he's a nice guy, but he just loses all his senses? Yes. Yeah. Quote right. from him. This is his quote. What he is quoted saying. I am a nice guy, but sometimes I lose all my senses and become nasty. That doesn't make me evil. Just confused. I lose all my senses. And become nasty. Huh. It doesn't make me evil. Just confused. That sounds like something that a person that blacks out or does not remember what happens, would say. Because I could tell you that I've lost all senses at some times in my life. And just later on, be like, I don't remember anything. Like, losing all your senses. You know, you, you can't recollect what just happened. But 
he could be a nice guy. I, I mean, I, I think I can relate. Well, you know what? I, I'm going to – I would have to agree it. with you on that. I think I think I'm in complete control of my senses. I think, right? Now, there's been two incidences, me as a prison officer, that I have lost my senses, that I have become not only, not, I wouldn't say a victim, but became in the offensive part to where I'm defending myself or those around me. And I've had to take people down, taking them down. And then people, I write my report of what I think I wrote, of what I think I did. And people are telling me, oh, no, you did this. And then I saw you do this. And this guy was up in the air. And, man, like, I don't want to mess with you. I'm like, are you sure? Like, are you saying that I, I did more than I thought? I thought I did certain things, but apparently when it comes out, when I have m- multiple witnesses, like, man, you don't, you don't look like you yes. can move that way. Yes. Yes. And I've had the same thing happen to me. I've been in a fight before and I think the fight goes one way and somebody else tells like, man, what the heck, man? I saw you do this, do that. Like, damn. I thought I only hit him two times. And they're sitting here telling me, like, you hit him about five times before he even fell to the floor. And I was like, what the fuck? I just remember hitting him two times or something. Like, oh. And they're telling me, I was like, boom, boom, bam, pow. Yeah. And I was like, uh, damn, I don't remember (laughs) any of that for some weird reason. Now, it, it doesn't make him nasty. And I get that. I get that part of this guy. I understand that because there's, you're right. There's so many people like that. Un, uncontrollable. So that's why I say, you know, oh, does that make me nasty? I mean, like, they, ma- they made me do it. That's what he's saying. Somebody made him do it. Like, somebody pissed him off or somebody made him nasty. Right. You know, like somebody told him something and made him snap and he blacked out and that was it. He don't remember anything. He comes to and I just play it off like, oh, I just remember you saying this and now we're here. Yeah, like. But he's been he's been through a bunch of psychiatric evaluations and stuff. He's been told all kind of crazy things. Who knows what has been happening? And he is saying that he loses his senses. Like he's aware that something is actually happening. That's crazy. And, and that that's it's something relatable. You know what I mean? It's not just. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's a relatable thing. This guy has has been in prison since the age of 22 that we know of. There's probably a lot more that happened before he became 22. Why all of a sudden an armed robbery? Why all of a sudden he he wants to fight inmates and, and, and prison guards? Is this just what he heard? You have to be tough? Somebody made him tough? Why does he black out? 
because you know that's what it sounds like. You and me have been in enough fights to know that we are not we're not some some punks. You know, we're not we're not little chumps off the you know right off the mama's tits. You know, we're survivalists. We haven't made it to where we're at without having survived something. Amen to that. Are we? Brother. Are we crazy? Like this Charles Bronson dude? I don't think we are. Do we black out when we get into a fight? I I know I kind of do. <laughs> Apparently you do too. And it's just one of those things. We're survivalists and that's what it is. Either you're a survivalist and a fighter or you're one of those that just takes it and that's it. Mm-hmm. This guy... Uh, um. Mickey or Charles Bronson or whatever you want to call him, you know, he, he, he has a record already after his first sentence, because, all right, this guy's crazy. We're going to give him an extra six years. So he gets 13 years. He goes, he gets out and then he gets another sentence right away because of all his craziness. And because of what, what you and me are relating to, they make a movie of him right around 2008 with uh, Tom Hardy pretty much kind of talks about his life, but not too much. Pretty much is his, 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 uh, his, his life in prison. If you want to watch it, the, the movie is actually just called Bronson with Tom Hardy as the, you know, he's, he's playing this, uh, Bronson. What? Bronson. Yes. That's what I've heard. That's little. I've heard there's a movie called Bronson. He was an inmate, uh, just fought in prison or something. Didn't really know much. Right. Well. Didn't know that he had, like, mental institute stuff going on. Now, this guy goes on to make a bunch of books. He has a, a bunch of um, kind of self-taught things. Like I, I guarantee you, some of his books are in prison right now because he has like, like how to stay fit in solitary confinement, in, in confined spaces. Uh, he's also an artist. You know, he, he's he's not dumb. Obviously, this guy is a is an artist. He's a painter. He illustrates stuff, and he he does all this stuff, and he's written books. So, again, you know, do, you and me, just comparing you and me. I know you're not dumb. I know you got straight A's, a lot of A's in school. I got, I got B's. I didn't even get B's. Shoot, I got C's and D's and F's. Oh. Only when I wrote out my last name because it starts with an A. <laughs> Either way, you got better <laughs> grades than me. In fact, all of you got better grades than me in school. I am the only one with a GED. I have a freaking GED. I had to. That's what I have. That's what I have, I though. Thought you got GED. to high school diploma while you were in prison. I did, but it was uh, a GED. Well, cool. We both got a GED. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's another <laughs> son of a bitch. 
Uh, I don't have my high school diploma, but I I got it like like I was like in tenth grade or something when I got locked up, and same year I I got my G. Just went ahead and took it. Like okay, let's see. And that was that. When I got out, didn't have school anymore. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yes and no. But um. Yeah. That's that's what happened, man. I got my gad too. I I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, his let's go into his parents. So we know he was born. Michael Gordon Peterson, whatever, right? He is from Bedfordshire, uh, part Lutton, whatever. Hello. Hello. Yep. Sorry, got disconnected for some odd reason. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yes. So, parents were somewhere out of Bedfordshire, you said? Yeah, yes. I did. He, they're from uh, L- Luton, Bedfordshire. Now, were they just some regular parents or were they actually somebody or just next door neighbor? What's the uh, and, uh, they were, well, let's see, the, the, the dad ran a conservative club in Abery Swift, his uncle and, and aunt each served as mayor of Luton in the 1960s and 1970s. Now his now his uncle and aunt both served what? as mayor. His aunt actually said, uh, as a boy, he was a lovely lad. He was obviously bright and always good with children. He was gentle and mild-mannered, never a bully. He would defend the weak. This is a guy that he was a really nice, mild-mannered person that defended the weak. He was never a bully. So it seems like <laughs> what's going on here is there's this guy who was a nice guy, but didn't take no shit, and didn't take no shit for others, too. And it seems like that may have gotten him in trouble a time or two. And that happens quite more often than not, because there is a lot of people that are in jail that are in there just because they were trying to do the right thing. And sometimes the right thing is you in the freaking pen yeah just people trying to do the right thing trying to defend the weak being there for them and that's how honestly a lot of these street gangs formed back in the day and recently because what did they do they formed Mm -hmm. a gang to protect those that were being bullied by all these whites and all these blacks, police, the police, and no. <sighs> that's where all these gangs. Let's, let's, I think the police should have been right there on top because that's a lot of the reason for a lot of these 
uh, beginnings, they were just trying to protect themselves, and they ganged up. And when they started ganging up and started hanging out with each other, they started naming their little crew, just like the police named themselves the police. Just like the government named themselves the government. That's the same thing. That's all they did was just name their little crew. Yeah, you're right. And it starts back in the day. It started with all these people in power, which pretty much points the finger at a lot of these, these police where they turned their eye because they felt a certain way. Because they looked the other way. Now, this kid right here, you know, 13-year-old kid, he's living. And what happens at the age of 13 for him? At the age of 13, well, he starts getting into gangs. He gets into a gang, and he goes to court, juvenile court, and because he, get, he gets caught stealing. He, at this point, at the age of 13 or so, he enjoys fighting because he probably realized he's really good because he's there always defending. You know what? Hey, I'm not a bully. I'm going to defend all these nice kids from the bullies because I could fight. I'm going to go beat up all the bullies. Exactly. That's that's a, a splendid idea. Yeah, beat up the bullies. Bully bullies. Yeah. Yeah, and you can see how, like, throughout, he, he ended up getting a job later on. But then he got fired because he started attacking his manager because the manager was probably bullying him. Hmm, yes. Just like typical boss at the job site, wherever it is you're working, trying to ride your ass because they just simply can and you're sitting there like, motherfucker, I'm the one that's probably doing the most. I'm like doing the same that those other two are doing over there. You're riding my ass. You just know I can do it. So you're riding my ass so I can do more. Like, nah, fuck that. That's what a lot of them do, you know, like take advantage and try to push more. The one that's doing the most to try to get more. Instead of pushing the ones that don't do shit, because they know if they push them, they're not going to do shit. I don't know. That's just some ranting. Went off ranting right there for a second. <laughs> but it's true. You know, like like this guy, He's he seems to have a, a real hard disdain for anything bully-like. So he feels like he's just there. To, to fix the bullies, to make them better, to not come at them the wrong way. Like, hey, man, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You're coming at me like this. I'm going to make you respect me and those in the same position as me. So I'm going to beat you up, you know? Because most people in that position, that's what they do. Try to bully everybody. <laughs> so he probably went up there and was like, all right, uh, I'll take on all these. At the same time, standing on the line, had an AK-47, a revolver, a knife. Oh, that's Eminem. Sorry, that's that's a whole <laughs> different subject. Uh, well, you know, he goes on to a bunch of little crimes here and there, and he's involved in a bunch of 
you know, petty crimes that he's not really convicted for, he does start getting into trouble right around the age of 19. And he's convicted. You know what? You know what? People doing good shit sometimes get convicted too. Like, if I'm out there whipping motherfuckers' ass, like, let's say, for example, I catch somebody that's doing something, like, fucked up, but he doesn't get to do it, and I beat the bricks off of them, motherfucker, like, ba 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 or whatever, well, I'll probably go to jail just for whooping them like that. Oh, yeah. And, and then if I, if I have priors, I'm probably going to get some real good time. And the whole time I'm in there, I'm I'm in there like oh you know it's, I'm in here, probably doing um, violent too. So you know having a violent charge, but just telling everybody like yeah I'm in here because I beat somebody up because I caught him doing this or doing that. Most people probably be like uh, yeah that's the part you made up. You just you just beat somebody up, and then the others will be like damn that's fucked up. But then you beat him up, gotcha, or something. And because you beat up the person, that's why you're in there. So it doesn't even matter why you beat them up. And that happens, like I said before, a lot. A lot. Everywhere. <coughs> yeah. It's the system that we live in. That's how it goes. Yeah, well, this guy, uh, he, was, he was already, uh, right before his big time, uh, Breaking or whatever he had uh, for robbery, he had a smash and grab raid. But uh, man, I did that. I did that so much that I ended up like, fuck, I shouldn't do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. One day to the next, I was like, nah, that's it. Like all the stores know me. I can't do it no more. No, no anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Snatch and run, yo. But, well, so he 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 did what snatching what a, 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 a smash and grab raid you know pretty much what you most likely possibly could have done not saying that you did or didn't or want to point the finger at anything just saying you know if uh, somebody who who could have maybe have done the exact same thing at the age of nineteen he he did a smash and grab raid but the thing is that the the judge gave him a chance. And gave him a suspended sentence. Probably because of who he knew. So, does this does this come down to he, he was doing stuff because of who he was related to and just trying to get away with stuff and eventually well, it just got him and he ended up getting locked up anyways? Remember... And he was just trying to do the most he could? I, I, I think so, because remember, he, he had an aunt and an uncle that were both mayors. Yes. During a, a one decade, during the during right there from 1960 to 1970, at around 1970, let me see, 22. So right around 1970, 1971, he would have been 19 ish, which is around the time that his, whether his aunt or his uncle, both of them were mayors around that time, which would make sense as to why he got a suspended sentence. Yes. Of course, at that age, at 19, at age 22 is when he got convicted finally and sentenced to seven years in prison. Yeah. 
because eventually they could not look the other way because he kept doing this. Well, now you don't have aunt and uncle in Austin anymore. Well, now we're going to give you seven years. Yep. They went out of office and it was over. He was just trying to see if he could still use his juice. Couldn't use the juice no more. He was out of juice. Yep. Yeah. That's what happened. That's crazy. Now, <laughs> a, a year after his sentence, so 1974, we, we go into 1975. He was transferred to to what, what's called the Hull. H-U-L-L, right? Before that, well, he was when he was in prison, he was sent to um, to a certain area. I guess it's called the Walton Gowl, and um, he ended up uh, on the what they call the punishment block because he attacked two prisoners for no reason because they probably looked at him funky and like you know what let's let's go and he started beating up on two prisoners. Well, they sent him to the hole. You know, he was transferred to another another place because he was refusing to do any kind of prison work. He smashed up the workshop after he got into like an altercation or an argument with the prison officer, and then he was sentenced to the punishment block. You know, in that year, then he was injected with the with the sedative, which made him super sick. Right. And then, then they added another six months to his sentence. So this is during his like first year. He's already getting into fights with prisoners. He's he's arguing with an officer, and he's just destroying players. And he's just throwing tantrums. And then they shoot him with the with a sedative, and he gets sick. Yeah, whatever. It made you sick. I don't care. You get an extra six months. So this guy's already like. He's already making a name for himself. Like, you know what? I don't care about anything or anyone else. I just want to fight. Uh, this is my life. This is who I am. And it starts becoming him. Prison starts becoming him. He's he's slowly becoming this violent institutionalized. Yes. Because we were looking. This is only his first year. But that's the thing. It's his first year. He's still got another 12 years to go. Well, in his mind, he probably said, 12 years? All right, well, I need to get this shit down the first year. Here we go. And one. I don't know. He didn't even have 12 years. He only had seven years the first time, first go around. This is one year in. He just wanted to go for the full seven. He's like, that's all you're going to give me? Give me more. He only got six months added to his seven years. Right, at this point. But after he got better from being injected from some sedative, he continued to act as a very challenging inmate. Somebody who just wanted to fight. So they put him in solitary confinement at this point. And he was in solitary confinement for several months. He attacked other inmates. And... He was charged while in prison, while in solitary confinement, with grievous bodily harm. But then it was dropped later on because uh, 
it was dropped to unlawful wounding. And then he added another nine months to his sentence. So now we look at six months plus nine months. So now you had a year and three months to his sentence. So now his seven years is now eight years and three months at this point. And then he just keeps racking it up. He just keeps on doing stuff. To do. Like, oh, that's all you're going to give me? All right, let's see what else we can get. You know, he, he keeps on going and going and going. By the end of it, he ends up with an extra 13 years. That's just his first go at it. So, seems like he was in the streets making all this ruckus. Like, he's just trying to make a name for himself, like you had said. And then he goes into prison and decides to just go crazy. And you said they gave him some sedatives and the sedatives messed with him. Uh, sounds to me like they may have done stuff to him that may have messed him up even more. And then with, like I had said, therapist or whatever, just talk, talking to him and telling him stuff, uh, depending whatever the conversation was, just things getting fed to him constantly. He was probably getting pulled one way and, and another. Uh, what was going on with him inside of the prison when he was not fighting, what what was he going through on a daily basis? Was he on complete lockdown, solitary confinement, just stuck doing calisthenics all the time, just burpees? Here we go constantly, because that would that's enough to drive a, a man insane right there. Just to be in solitary confinement all the time. Was was he out and about with the? general population? Was he kept away and shackled up everywhere he went because he was such a threat? I, I mean, I don't know because I don't know much about him, but like, what was going on with him? Well, it's just cr crazy to, like, the movie is something I'm gonna go check we'll out. see now. Because I haven't even seen it myself. You haven't even seen it and you hadn't even heard about this. And that's what I'm getting at because he was kept in solitary confinement. He was, he was kept what? in solitary confinement. He began a fitness program. So pretty much everything you just said before I even told you about it. He pretty much started his own fitness program. He continued at this point, even though he was in sol solitary confinement. Even then, he kept on attacking other inmates and prison property. And while in solitary yes, confinement, he was recovering in solitary from a beating beating he was given because he had punched two officers. While he was in prison, he had already been married. He would have been he had been married right before his first sentence in 1974. He got married in 1971. Well. During this time, he's just going crazy, solitary confinement. He's just making a name for himself. Well, making a name for himself is pretty much putting him in isolation. 
two uh, a year and a half in, he's pretty much like, all right, you know what? I need to start working out. So he starts working out, and like you're saying, burpees and that kind of stuff, being chained to the floor, and, and whatnot. Well, now he's starting his own fitness program, but he's still being crazy. While he's recovering from a beatdown that he got from punching two officers, because we all know you hit a cop, chances are you're going to get the beating of your life. Yeah, they all come in there and um, gang up on, gang up on <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. We all know that. Everybody knows that. Well, while he was recovering, though, he got his first set of divorce papers from his wife. While he got this, it didn't phase him. At this point, he's already trying to poison his his neighbor, his little cell neighbor next door. <laughs> I don't know how he's he's trying to poison his neighbor, but somehow he has access to poison, and he's he's poisoning his neighbor uh, on the on the cell next to him. That's insane. <laughs> Ah, uh, mailed it, mailed it to him. <laughs> we can mail it to him. So a few months after, got, got the this guy. This guy's insane. A few months after this, you know, he he goes back and he threatens to kill an officer. Then they put him in isolation for another four months, where he was caught trying to dig his way out of his cell. Dig his, dig his way, way out. out? Then with what? Uh, probably a spoon. spoon. I don't know. His hands. Who knows? Maybe his, uh, his tray. That was his workout. Yes, it was his hands. That was his workout. With the playing cards, you know? Right. So, you know, they, they threw him out in, in, in general pop later on. And he caught up with the prisoner who had uh, ratted him out for, um, for uh, on his escape plan. So, he, th- oh. th- there was a snitch. There was a snitch told on him. And uh, pretty much when, when this guy was... Now, now, tell me this isn't weird. Tell me this isn't some something to where... You and I know, okay, this guy's in solitary. He's trying to escape. How did he find out? How did they find out he's trying to escape? Somebody probably ratted him out. Here's the thing. He found him, attacked him, and scarred him for life. That kind of tells me that there was an inside job. Hey, dude, I kind of like you. I'm going to let you know who ratted you out so you can get him. Because what happens to snitches, right? <laughs> so it's interesting because after being returned to prison's general pop, he got he caught up with the prisoner who had informed on his escape plan and attacked him, scarring him for life. So this tells me somebody told on him. And somebody told on the snitch. Oh. Mm-hmm. But that's just one incident. But see, there's the so if a snitch snitches on 
said person. But then you go tell said person, hey, this person snitched on you. Didn't that person just snitch on the snitch? And shouldn't that snitch also get the same as the other snitch for snitching? Because snitching is snitching? Exactly. I don't understand. <laughs> that, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, you're basically one snitch turned into another snitch. Which one is in the right? I would say neither one is in the right. So you... So I, you pick when you can, when you can say snitching is okay, like oh no you're not snitching. If you're snitching on a snitch, you're not snitching. But a snitch is a snitch because they're snitching. Damn. That seems to be the logic. in more than just prison, though, snitching on a snitch isn't snitching unless you're the snitch that's snitching. <laughs> <laughs> we need to write that down right there that's gospel we already got it we already got it recorded (laughs) that was yeah that's an interesting way to put it right but it's but it's uh, it's 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 uh, dare I say thug mentality or, or or a certain type of mentality to where existence in a certain way of living is is just how it is you know just because you're snitching on the snitch that was snitching doesn't mean you're the snitch <laughs> there's so many different ways you can say that can you catch this <laughs> If anybody can get that drift. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that is crazy. So after he did that, you know, it was, uh, uh, he, he kept on, he, he just keeps on doing this thing. He keeps on attacking other inmates, other, and, uh, putting like, what they call grievous bodily harm. He he scarred one for life, and now, um, after beating that one guy that snitched on him, um, he was transferred yes. out of where he was at, and. Oh, okay. So we beat him up. Took him to the hole and yeah. transferred him for safety of the other inmates or right, whatever. So they took him out of there. Uh, so he went to another place. It's called the Isle of Wight. Um, there, when he was there, he actually attacked another prisoner with a jar of jam. And he was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so... <laughs> like, that's my jam. That's my jam. Like, this... This ain't your jam. I bought this jam. No, that's my jam. Like, nah, man, look, he ran out of jams, but this is my jam because I have this jam. Nah, that's my jam. (laughs) You want this jam? Pow! (laughs) Here, 
Jam on, motherfucker. Well, after he beats this <laughs> dude with the jam jar, right? He uh, he actually, for the first time, I mean, this is only, uh, what, two years into his sentence? Two years into his sentence, he attempts suicide. And he attacks another officer. Again, this is only two years in. So they finally transfer him, and that's when he actually starts going into the mental institutions. That this is now, now, now you're looking at about uh, two years later, roughly from that. From so, we're 1974, now we're 1978. He ends up going to a mental institution, and uh, and they keep trying to force medication on him, and it makes him sick. And now he's he's uh, he's around really, really disturbed and really dangerous patients. Okay, so before you said he had they had given him some meds, they had given him something, and he said he was feeling sick. They give him something again, and he says the same thing. So according to him, this stuff's doing something to him, and he feels yes. It. But then here, here's the thing. This guy is is crazy, right? He likes to attack inmates. He likes to attack all this and that. But then they put him into a mental institution. Here he is around real criminals that are highly unstable, that are like super like insane, right? So what does he do? Who is the first person he, he attacks? Well, John White. Maybe that's a whole nother that's a whole nother criminal right there. John White he is the child sex murderer. Well Bronson tries to strangle this guy because he's a child sex murderer. John White is. And just before he finally gives him his last breath, what they call call the death rattle. You, he has this guy right there. Like, how dare you kill babies, little kids, in this you know this atrocious way? I'm gonna take your life. This guy Bronson has his hands around his neck, and just as he's giving his last breath, they take him out. They they, they take him off of him. That's insane. This happened. This happened at the uh, where he was transferred after he uh, he tried to uh, commit suicide and after he attacked another officer. Finally, they saw that okay, there's something wrong with this guy, and, and because the Mental Health Act, they decided to move him to Broadmoor. Which is a it's a um, it's a mental institution uh, for um, the criminally criminally insane or like you know uh, the high security mental institution one of the three in, in uh, Great Britain. So they move him there, but he's around like super criminals that are crazy, and that's where they have this guy John White. That's a child sex murderer. 
So uh, Bronson tries to kill him. Just before he kills him, they stop him. Just before he yeah. kills him, they stop him? So they didn't try to stop him until... Well, I think I think he was, he was doing his thing, and they were probably trying to get the keys, I would say, and they get to him, and they probably kick him off with this guy as he's just doing that, that what they call the death rattle is what it says. You know, he was like, <laughs> like about to die. And that's when they just get to him and just pull him off of him. I say they should have just let him kill him. But whatever, that's neither here or there. That was just, you know, one of those uh, incidents in his life. So here's you want to hear. Okay, so this is this is a quote from Bronson himself while he's in the mental institutions that he's being uh, taken to. This is this is him quoting him. He's saying, "I witnessed them running into walls, using their heads as rams. I've seen them fall unconscious doing this." They stabbed themselves with pins, needles, scissors. One even blinded himself in one eye, and another tore out his own testicle. There was one just kept trying to eat himself, biting his arms, legs, and feet. So this this is what Bronson is witnessing. So is he mentally insane? If he can see, like, man, how am I among all these crazies? Making a name for myself is making me <laughs> have to spend time with all these crazies. So now he's putting, he's getting it all into, into perspective. Like, okay, I ain't that crazy. These guys are crazy. So it's another level of crazy. All these people were actually doing that, or was he doing that to them and just saying they were doing it to themselves? They were doing it to themselves. Poked their eye out? That's honestly not unheard of. Um, that's, that's kind of like a, that's what happens when you have a gift and you don't know you have a gift and it's driving you seeing things and you don't want to see no more. Well, I don't know, maybe, (laughs) Maybe I can tell you one thing that the things that I've heard in the the small amount of time that I've I've been a prison officer there is a there is a lot of crazy not only out there but behind the fence there there are guys that will uh do things that 
just doesn't seem normal. And it's it's nothing to them. What what I just read right now that Bronson was witnessing honestly is in some in some prisons that's that's borderline normal. And and I thank God, you know normal? Yeah. Normal to see these kind of things. People that will do things and you wonder how are they still alive after doing something like that to themselves? And they have to be strapped down and so they don't hurt themselves, you know, or kill themselves or put anything else inside their body that a normal person would probably die of shock. Some of these guys would do to themselves. That's crazy. And this guy was there with Yeah. Him. So I wonder what kind of sessions they put him through. Yeah. <laughs> but go on. Well, so, you know, he, he went to that man's institution. He almost killed that one guy and. He went to another one. He went, so he was at uh, the Rampton Secure Hospital, right? Right before mm-hmm. that, he was at Broadmoor. Broadmoor, but they transferred him out of Broadmoor and took him to the Rampton Secure Hospital. At Rampton Secure is where he almost killed that guy, John White. Well, once he did that, they said, okay, never mind. We're going to take him back to Broadmoor, the other mental institution. When he got to Broadmoor, <laughs> this guy attempts to strangle another guy, Gordon Robinson. But, you know, he was trying to use a, a silk tie and it tore on him. And because he, uh, he he was unable to kill this guy Gordon Rom- Robinson, he he just started getting depressed, right? And then uh, this uh, this guy Ronnie Cray or whatever, somebody from the hospital, he arranged a visit from a, a boxer, uh, Terry Downs, um, some boxer from back in the day. So. Uh, Then that that was that happened, you know, that was in the um, 19, roughly 78 or so, 79. You skip forward uh, a couple years, a few years, 1982. This is a part that's in the movie. He had his first rooftop protest. And rooftop yeah, protest. He, he ran up to the roof for the rooftop and he he uh, started a protest. And he started ripping up all the roof tiles. 
<laughs> what was the protest to rip off rooftops? I don't know. I think maybe he just didn't want to be there around all those crazies. Either way, he got to the roof of this institution. And he started ripping off the roof tiles and just ripping them off. And in just that, uh, I, I wanted, he was up there for about three days. In three days alone, he uh, what what is it? I don't know how the um, the pounds or whatever they have in, in British, however they translate, uh, about two hundred fifty thousand pounds of uh, of damage or money. I, I want to say it's like maybe. 300,000, maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. Dollar-wise, I'm not even sure how to translate the, the money. So he does that for like three days, and his family has to come and be like, hey, calm your ass down. Get off the roof. Crazy. Get back inside. And they actually talked him out of it and brought him back in. So, I mean, this guy, this guy's just literally just going and doing crazy things. That one was his first rooftop, right? Protest. And, uh, well, it's not his last, because even though that's his first one, he, he gets up on the roof. And he just wanted to leave um, the prison he was at. So he didn't like something, maybe, and he just decided to go make a scene. And first thing that came to mind was that. Like, he really knew how to get transferred from previous. Yeah, because he, he went up there for, um, I was, this was his third, third time going up there. But this time he was up there for 18 days. 18 days up on the roof doing a rooftop, a hunger strike and whatnot, and then eventually they transferred him. That's all he wanted. He just didn't want to be there. But somehow he kept yeah. escaping from wherever he was at and making it up to the roof. And eventually they're like, all right, all right, cool, man. We're, we're just going to get you out of this prison because obviously you don't want to be here. Now, now, tell, tell <laughs> yeah. me what you think of this quote of him. This is another quote from him. And I quote, I've been certified mad because of my violence. I was still violent. And they were now certifying me sane. Where's the sanity in that? Isn't the system just as crazy? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It goes back to what I said at the beginning. This guy was just challenging the bullies. He was bullying the bullies. At a um, grand scale. He was just giving back to society whatever they had. And he was just treating... He knew, he knew how everything worked. And he was doing all this for a reason. He knew what he was doing from the beginning. This man is not crazy. This man was exposing these mofos the whole time. With that quote right there. 
That's crazy. I don't think for one minute or one second that this guy is in any way insane, crazy, mentally ill, or or any of that. This guy is is smarter than a half of these psychiatrists. He's he played those psychiatrists. They were trying to say he was insane at first, and he probably told he, he probably knew everything to do to just have them call him insane, and he used that. It was what he needed for his stepping stones for whatever his master plan was. And then at the end, he just told them whatever the hell they needed to know so they can say he's sane. And he was telling he was just blatantly saying, like, I'm still the same person. You're just calling me sane now. You're just full of crap. Right. <laughs> so Wow, that, that's that, crazy. Yeah, exactly. This guy's this guy's actually a lot smarter than they're giving him credit for. And and if they don't see that, then they're obviously keeping him in there. In my opinion, for a reason. In your opinion, for what? For for a reason. They're they're keeping him in there for some reason other than what uh, he's incarcerated for. There's more to it to me, in, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe he's just meant to do all this from prison, yeah. and he's still alive now. Yeah, and he's locked up. Yeah, or he's not locked. No, up. he's still locked up. He is so. So. That's crazy. So all this about a man that's still alive. So, I mean, where is he standing now? Is he insane? Um, I'm sure we'll. we'll get, I or think we're, we're getting, getting there. Because I'm, I'm not gonna talk, uh, talk about this part. Uh, does that doesn't seem relevant? But you know, he uh, event later on, uh, around the same year, nineteen. Uh, what what are we at? Nineteen eighty four ish. Nineteen. 82, yeah. 84, 82, I think, 84. Yeah, so that that's when he's uh, in, uh, in 1982, he, he's up on the roof. Uh, within a couple years of 1982, after causing all that damage up on the roof, one, during his first um, escape to the rooftop where he's ripping off roof tiles. So that happened. His family talked him down. Uh, within a couple years... Within two years, he's already on his third one. On his third one, finally to transfer him. And then he is uh, quoted saying what I told you about him uh, being certified mad because of his violence and so on. Well, now we're going into a year later, 1985-ish. And uh, this this was, this was is not too relevant, but, you know, he does... Uh, uh, Somebody, somebody actually comes at him with sexual advances, and he gets pissed off, and he pretty much uses a sauce bottle and stabs this guy that 
comes at him with uh, sexual advances. And, and that's whatever. Um, and then he gets put back into isolation because he punches another inmate and, you know, so on. And then he he gets uh, um, in trouble again for stabbing that dude that, that gave at him with sexual advances. And then he gets some more time added on and so on, you know. Um, that third protest, though, that one was only about a hundred thousand worth of damage. So it, he went; he he was up there for about eighteen days, roughly. But uh, it only cost a hundred thousand. The first time was about two hundred fifty. And then he, you know, he, he every single one of these incidents, he, he keeps adding a year. The the one for stabbing the dude that tried to come at him, he got three years for that one. For getting up on the roof another year. And he just keeps adding on. He's like, is that all you got for me? <laughs> He's like, give me more. This man did not care that he was not, incarcerated. Not one bit. And like, so what? This this is nothing. And like, hell, I ain't got no bills. I ain't got no... Um, I ain't got shit to worry about. I got a bed. I got freaking meals every day. Shower. More you yeah, want. A lot of his time was spent in isolation. So. Didn't have to worry about anything. Eventually, he, he does get, you know, released. On uh, nine, January, January of 1987. You know, he, he spent a little bit of more isolation. He, he keeps he keeps being transferred from one institution to another. So, in one year, in 1986, he was transferred eight different times. Right in 1987, he gets released. Uh, so between 1987 and 1999, um. We're gonna get into into that era. We're looking at about uh what twelve year twelve, 12 years. years. So he gets huh. and yeah, he was out. Well, we'll we'll see. So he gets out in nineteen eighty seven at the beginning of the year, January third, nineteen eighty seven. So he gets let out, and uh, he stays with his parents. For a few days, you know, where, where, right where they live. And then he goes to London. And and apparently there, he, he buys a water pistol and he modifies it. Then he uses this modified water pistol. And he, he, he gets somebody to drive him all the way to Lutton. And Lutton, where he was born, in in Lutton, uh, Bedfordshire, or something like that, where he was born, in his hometown. And when he's there, he he goes right back to bare knuckle fighting. Well, not not back to bare knuckle fighting. I'm sorry. This is after his first sentence, remember, because he, he uh, his first one was is when he got released. He spent from 1974 
1987. So when he got released, so now we're going to get into the bare knuckle fighting. So, you know, he, he uh, eventually changes his name to Charles Bronson. Uh, he he's he's talking about all this stuff and and uh, he he's doing all these fights and he claims at this point that he killed a Rottweiler with his bare hands in an underground fight. So, but the thing is that this underground fight where he's he's uh, fighting a Rottweiler and he's fighting a bare knuckle fight against a Rottweiler, he won and kills a Rottweiler with his bare hands, and he won ten thousand pounds, whatever it is. Right now, I I, I want to say it's like the ten, maybe fifteen thousand dollars or something like that. Like I said, I don't under, under I don't know the the exchange ratio. So this guy's just out. He's out. Nineteen eighty-seven, just being crazy. And then, like I was saying earlier, he he, uh, he pretty much just goes into robbing stuff. A year later, after being out, he goes and robs a place, and he ends up going back to prison. Well, I wonder if he was trying to go back on purpose. Yeah, it kind of seems that way because it wasn't like a huge time robbery. He was, uh, he was, he he robbed a jewelry store, and he robbed it to get a ring for you know his uh his at that time now girlfriend fiance whatever his next wife. Or maybe he just thought he could get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either he was trying to go back, or he just thought he could get well, away. Yeah, he did. He did. He did his thirteen years. Got out in nineteen eighty-seven, nineteen eighty-eight. He's back in prison, and he pleads guilty, and they give him another seven years. So, I mean, this guy is literally in and out wow. of prison. In and out of prison. Uh, this one, he's, he's, he's in prison for 13. He gets out. He's right back in within a year for another seven. And at that time, they're like, man, I don't want him. Send him over there. I don't want him. He's too violent. Nobody wants him. (laughs) And they keep moving him around. Yeah, because he's costing too much money. Apparently this guy, not only do you have to clothe him, feed him and house him. But you also have to remodel because of him. So he's pretty expensive. He's an expensive (laughs) inmate. That's why they don't want him. Well, you know, he's doing his his thing. And then uh, uh, after he's moved... Uh, and he's, he's doing his thing His nobody wants him, but they're, they're putting him in isolation. They're keeping, keeping him here. They're keeping him there. He goes to one prison where they only have 16 inmates. 
and they keep him there for so much because it's like a high security prison. Uh, you know, he, he, he does plead guilty because it's seven years. Uh, he, he punches, <laughs> yeah, he me. punches another prisoner and an officer. And, and then he's, he, he's throwing water. So he's, he, he's doing the, the, the projectiles or whatever. And he's throwing stuff at the governor. You know, so he's like, ah, I'm going to get anyone and everyone and just get everyone. You know, I'm going to get it and people are just going to leave me alone and I'm going to be in isolation. And that seems to be what he wants. So whatever happened with the modified water? That's what he used. Uh, the modified, he used that to get someone to drive him to his hometown on when he got released from prison. He spent a few days with his parents. Then he bought a water gun modified it made it look real and he had someone at at gunpoint drive him to his hometown where he began his knuckle his bare knuckle fighting career which didn't last long oh i see okay i just wanted to go rewind to that because it wasn't quite clear why he made that gun well so now we're looking into 87, 88. He's in prison. Um, 89, he's he's being moved from one prison to another, right? And uh, he he uh, he pretty much started a riot, you know, at the prison he was at. He and th- this prison just making, making a ruckus, ruckus again. This he, guy's used to it already. It. Yeah, he's just. Being Henri everywhere he goes because he doesn't get his way, but he's trying to be nice, but maybe nicely asking for something, and then they say no, and then it's like ah, whatever, man, give it to me. Yeah. So. I want to go yeah, somewhere else. So now he's he's at a one, one institution. And he's like, oh, I'm bored here already. I want to go somewhere else. So he was always moved, right? He was moved. And then he punched two prison officers and took the deputy governor hostage at another institution. And then when he got Mm -hmm. moved to another institution, Mm -hmm. he was on the receiving end of an attack. Two prisoners stabbed him in the back several times. But here's... They're trying yeah, to take him out. Bronson refused to speak about it. He ain't, ain't no, no snitch. snitch. He recovered with no nobody ever said anything. He recovered. Nobody else said anything to him. And... They're like, nah, I'm going to get these fools. I ain't telling nobody shit. I ain't yeah, seen nothing. Like, I didn't, I didn't see nothing. I thought I fell. Yeah. And guess what happens in 1992? They let him. He, he gets, gets out. Them. He gets out for 53 days. He's a free man. Because he's, a, he's out for 53 days. And they arrest him again for conspiracy to rob 
Again. Again. Robbie. Now, oh. here's here's the thing. Uh he he and he insisted that his girlfriend and her friend and her lover were lying to the police in order to get him locked away. In 93, the charges were dismissed. He was given 600 pounds. A 600 pound fine for breaking the nose of Kellyanne's lover. So her her girlfriend's lover, the ones, and her friend, all three of them were conspiring against him. And they were all lying to the police to try to get him locked up. But since he broke his girlfriend's boyfriend's nose, he got a fine. <laughs> what? Well, they still yeah. got something. But here's the thing. He got released. 16 days later, he was arrested again for conspiracy to rob and for possession of a sawed-off shotgun. Hold Robin. on. This is this is this is actually really good. So uh he was being arrested on then he he goes to uh the Woodhill, which is another institution, right? Right there at the institution, he took a civilian librarian hostage and demanded an inflatable doll. <laughs> a helicopter and a cup of tea from police negotiators. <laughs> what in here's, the here's world? Part. He let the hostage go because he farted. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, damn, this guy farted. Get him out of here. <laughs> so he released the hostage because, well, what it says, because they can't say farted on any of this, he released the hostage after being disgusted when the man broke wind in front of him. He says, yo, are you farted? Man, get out of here. Probably <laughs> sharded. He was scared, like, oh my god, oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. That's well, crazy. you know, he, he's arrested after that, and uh, guess you can't pick your hostages, <laughs> you huh? You can't. Like, what the hell, man? Uh, you got a fart in front of me like that? This is rude. Can't, <laughs> can't pick your hostages. <laughs> so uh, he he he, uh, he goes to trial, and uh, he pleads guilty to the shot of shotgun. But not guilty of the conspiracy part to, to, to commit robbery. He told he told the jury that he had intended to use the shotgun to blow off his head. Now he's suicidal. Yeah. Uh so his uh, he had a co-defendant, and the co-defendant was found innocent 
but he was given eight year sentence, which goes back to what you were saying before. If you're uh, a criminal already, you know, you're already in prison, chances are anything that happens, it's going to come back at you tenfold from somebody who's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Friars. you have priors. You can beat somebody up, but still, it's going to come back at you before it comes back at them. So, he ended up getting some more time, and now he's going back. Yeah. He goes, uh, he's back in prison, and, uh, and this. So he pleaded guilty? He ended up pleading guilty or something? Yeah. So now we're in 1993, and now he's given another eight year sentence for pleading guilty to it. And, uh, you know he's uh he's just doing his thing he's uh uh just in prison and while he's in prison fighting. you know right now i'm not he there's so much fighting you know in his first year in prison uh, he he took another deputy governor hostage <laughs> He does it again. This is only a year after his uh, into his eight year sentence. Nineteen ninety three, he gets sentenced to eight years. In his first year, he goes and takes another governor hostage, a deputy governor, kind of like a warden or whatever. They uh, they put him. He 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 takes him hostage, but he gets overpowered by the guards and they transfer him. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he's confined again. But then they tell him, hey, man, just go back to, to drawing. And he starts, he starts drawing stuff. But during that same year, his dad dies. So, I mean, this guy, he, he literally, he, it seems like he just wants to be in prison. And seems like... He feels like he's somebody in prison, maybe. Yeah. It's easier to get the fame in there. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, seems like he's, you know, had odd thoughts all the time. And... He just wants to get known. He's but, yeah. That's stuff. why I, I I'm I'm going with. He's not even crazy because uh, he loves to spend time with kids. Like he actually has uh, a moment after he uh, he attacks the governor. You know, the, the governor's like ah, nah, he's fine. You know, it's whatever. It, it's in the past kind of thing like no big deal we're all fine this guy he even gets to spend time with uh down syndrome kids you know it's not like uh it's not like he uh is crazy or or wanting to do things he gets to go in and spend time with kids with down syndrome 
But here's the thing. He goes spend time with Down syndrome kids, and then he gets in trouble and gets put back in solitary uh, confinement because he was 30 minutes late. (laughs) (laughs) What the? I'll be damned. It's like, no matter what, this guy can't catch a break or... He's doing things on purpose. I don't know which one it is. I'm going with he's probably doing things on purpose. Yeah. Yes, he didn't care that that he took long. He's just using the system. He knows what they'll do. He, He just knows how to play them. And that's what they don't understand. That at this, it doesn't seem like they understand, or they don't even care. Like, okay, he's playing us, but whatever, we don't care. It, it, you're right. It seems like he knows the system too well. I mean, this is 1974. He's in prison. We're at 1994. We're 20 years in, and in 20 years, he's only had maybe, maybe a year and a half. Of uh, freedom, if that. Hmm. Yeah. If that. I don't even... Uh, I couldn't even tell you how... How much time he's actually spent, you know? He was just plotting to get back in. Yeah. So, you know, you're... He's sent to another another, another hospital and, or another area you know, a couple years later. Uh, he takes a doctor hostage at another place because he keeps doing it. And then he bumps into uh, one of those. Uh, it was a hijacker back in back in the day. He was a, a Iraqi hijacker, right? And this hijacker that's in prison for I, I want to say it was one of those uh, man, like early '90s hijackings that happened, or, or late '80s. I forget when those hijackers happened. Um, man. That was back in the day. I remember the hijacker uh, incident. Um, so anyways, this, this hijacker bumps into him in the canteen. And this hijacker didn't apologize. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Bronson, he's just like, he, he's a, he's kind of like letting it fester and thinking about it and just like, ugh. How dare he, uh, you know, bump into me? He didn't apologize. So he took, he, he took this Iraqi uh, hijacker and uh, another inmate, and he took them hostage. Uh, but at this point, you know, we're we're twenty some years in, and even even Bronson was like, "Man, I, I'm losing it." And he was, at this point, you know, his dad died in 1994. Uh, so two years later, he's finally just kind of letting it come up to 
come come up the surface and he's like uh all right uh, just just everything's getting crazy uh everything's just getting crazy i, I just i'm just gonna snap nicks and and this guy just he started losing it he just gave well, up he was just like oh well I mean, he may may give up, but he, he listened to this one, right? <laughs> All right, sorry, I'm laughing before I even say it. So, uh, uh, he he knew at this point he's losing it. He's he's talking about his dead dad, his father's dead, and that kind of stuff. And uh, any funny business, anything happened while he had these couple Iraqis in here, in there, and this other inmate. Uh, as hostage, any funny business, and he was just gonna start snapping necks. Well, he sang and laughed, and he forced the Iraqis to tickle his feet and call him general. <laughs> tickle his feet and call yeah. him general. Call me general. <laughs> tickle my feet. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, and then, as demands, his demands were he wanted a plane to take him to Libya. Two submachine guns, 5,000 rounds of ammunition, and an axe. He let the guy, the, the, the non-Iraqi go. And when he let the, uh, the guy, the, 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 he had two Iraqis, right? And he took another one. His name was Jason Greasley. Well, when he released Greasley, he, he started saying, I want ice cream. He just started chanting, like, I want ice cream, after he released them. And, you know, he felt guilty because he was hitting one of the inmates, and, and he was like, ah, my bad. I'm sorry. And then he ended up slashing himself with uh, um, a razor. And then he just uh, he just let them all go, and he just walked himself back to said creation. And then he ended up getting another seven years added to that. So we're looking at 1994. He's getting, what was it? Uh, his, uh, I forget how many years he was getting added. So he got he got eight years plus another seven. You're looking at 15 years now for those two incidents. In, in just his, uh, his second year of, into his uh, seven-year or eight-year princess uh, sentence for the last one. Hmm. Eight years for the last one, 1994. We're going into 1996. Two years in, he's getting another seven years added to that. So now we're looking at another 15 years on top of that. So we're looking at 1974 to 1994. Now we're getting another 15 on top of that 20. So now we're looking at 35 years. Ninety four. Oh, four. Oh, yeah. So he's serving that right now, huh? Is that his uh, last one? I have no <laughs> clue. Uh, but I would think that's what he's serving. Well, let's see, ninety four. 
plus 15. Best puts us at oh, looks like, Oh, no, he would be done. He'd be done with that one already, right? Because that would have... Yeah, 2010 or yeah. so. Oh, 2010. Oh, 09? Oh, 09. 2009. That's what it is. Yeah, he would have been done by then. 11 years now, ago. Now, listen, listen, let me, uh, let, let's quote him again one more time. So he's quoted saying, my eyes are bad due to the years of unnatural light I have had. My vision is terrible. I have to wear shaded glasses even to read. Years of solitary have left me unable to face the light for more than a few minutes. It gives me terrible headaches if I do. Years of loneliness in a small cells have left me paranoid about people invading my space. I know I can't stand people getting too close, crowding me. I hate people breathing on me. And I hate smelly bodies coming near me. Mouths to me are simply for eating, never for kissing. A man needs a routine to cope with such an extreme situation. For me, it is my push-ups and sit-ups. I also pace a room and count each step. Some I know lie down on their beds for three hours on their left side, three hours on their right, and three on their back. That's crazy. His whole life <laughs> seems to be revolved in a way inside of a box. Solitary confinement. Not used to people. That's crazy. Not smelling people. He can smell them when they get close. Yeah, he's our, he's had our artificial light. More than half his life. Just looking at light. Mm. Coming in through a window maybe. Maybe not even. <laughs> if that. So we're in 96. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So we're in 96 and you know. Something simple as a. Uh, him having, uh, like, you know, we, we just heard what he said about people and all that kind of stuff, right? And uh, I'm not exactly sure what year it was when he said that, but, you know, that's just something he, he said at one point in his life. So this is back in April 1996. He, he did his whole little hostage thing. He got a, uh, another seven year added to his eight-year sentence, so now we're looking at 15 years. Now, we're still in the same year. Simple thing like having a visit from a doctor. The doctor wasn't supposed to come visit him. His lawyer was supposed to come visit him. He, he wasn't happy. Boom, automatically. All right, cool. You're my hostage now. What the hell? What are you guys doing? You know, he, he's losing it in, in, a, in a way. Like, I'm not supposed to have my lawyer today. I have a routine. I have a schedule. 
stay to it, keep to it, and stop doing things without my knowledge. You know, he's 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 already having that institutionalized. So maybe he got. So maybe he was getting obsessive and having a compulsive disorder. Yeah, OCD. And maybe that's why he was acting out. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, he took him hostage, but it didn't even last on maybe, you know, 30 minutes or so, and then he just let him go. He's like, all right, cool, whatever. Just just get out of here. He sends him away. And then three years later, he does it again. He takes another prisoner. A civilian educator. And that he only he, he took a prisoner because the dude like had a comment about his his drawing. You know? Like what do you mean? <laughs> What's wrong with my drawing? And this guy he Get over here. <laughs> talk about my cartoons like that. He tore up the prison. I mean, he started destroying everything what? again. Oh, uh, yeah, he got offended. He must have really took some time in this drawing he was doing. And he got offended and tore this place up. <laughs> but the funny thing is that during this whole thing, he knocks himself out. He knocks himself out, but they're not even able to get to him before he wakes up again. Because he, he's like, he's... How in the heck did he knock himself out? Well, he was tearing up the prison. He was throwing, like, uh, like swamp coolers and, and furniture all around. And he got shocked. Because he was trying to pull the washing machine out of the wall. And he got he like, he got it all electrode and stuff. <laughs> he, he shocked himself. <laughs> so he knocks himself out. Dang. But the thing is that he knocked himself out, and yet this whole siege, this whole like um, him writing again, it still lasted over uh, what's twenty four forty almost two days straight, almost two days straight. He was just up for two days straight, tearing shit up. Yeah. Golly. Well, he wasn't lacking any stamina. Uh, well, he ended up getting a life sentence, you know, uh, in nineteen later on, nineteen ninety nine. Um, no one admitted liability, and you know they're like, ah, they, they, we didn't protect our our civilian employee kind of thing. So, uh. The the guy the 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 um the teacher whatever ended up getting like sixty five thousand in compensation. You know they're like ah our bad we didn't protect you kind of thing. Yeah. So now we we push it into uh, our, the era where where we're going to be a little bit more familiar. This is two thousand one roughly up until now that we know of so this guy somehow finds love again and gets married he gets married again yeah 
and uh, she's a blank Bangladeshi. She is uh, uh, she's Indian. Bang Bangladesh. Yeah. Hmm. Bangladeshi falls in love with this guy. She uh, she saw him. She started writing him. She fell in love with him, and uh, well, I guess she uh, she made him convert to Islam. Islam. So he he converted himself to Islam, and uh, um, while he was in while prison. he was in prison, and he changed his name to Charles Ali Ahmed. <laughs> what? What the heck? <laughs> He's just Charles Ali Ahmed. Yeah, but he didn't change it legally. He just wanted to be known as Charles Ali Ahmed. Wow. So he kept the name Charles. He kept the name Charles. So they did get married. But then around uh, what... uh, He he divorced about four years after that. From this Bangladesh? Yeah. Wow. Wonder what that oh was all about. He just found something and was going with it obsessively and then moved on. Mm-hmm. So, this man may not be crazy, but he definitely may have OCD. I would, I would uh, definitely side on that OCD part. That's what it seems like. He's just he gets real obsessed with whatever is on his mind at that time. Like, oh, you're out to get me! Get over here! <laughs> What's going on? 30 minutes later, like, no, we're not. Like, you're not. Uh, Well, yeah, I don't think you're not. Get out of here. (laughs) Well. Until he feels good about it. Yeah. Well, this this guy's just going all over the place, you know, and and then uh, we're we're getting there towards... uh, where we're at right now, you know, he remains a prisoner and uh, he was actually due for a parole hearing in uh, September of 2008, but his lawyer postponed it. Uh, postponed? Yeah. Till when? He postponed it because his lawyer objected to a one hour parole interview. He needed a full day to deal with Bronson's case. He didn't want to do it in one hour. So, you know, it was postponed. Um, so they did do it a year later, roughly, and they refused his parole anyways. Yeah. In, uh, oh, in 2013, though, a petition with 10,000 signatures was, was, uh, was given, you know, calling for his release. 
Bronson appealed to the Prime Minister for him to be able to live what's left of his life and not be buried in the prison system. That's what he asked the Prime Minister. Now, here's the thing. That's in uh, August 13th, just a few months later. In February, Bronson violently attacks the prison governor in a TV room over a dispute that his mail was being withheld, including two letters from his mom. The governor suffered some pretty good bruisings, and in July of that year, Bronson was sentenced to two years. <laughs> two more years. Uh, the prison. So yeah, he's a nice guy, as long as he exactly. gets his way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then then wow. guess what? He, he changes his name again. So huh. uh, about a month later. He changes his name to Charles Salvador in tribute to the oh. artist Salvador Dali. Charles Salvador. So he he's a drawer? He can draw real good or what? Yeah, and I, I kind of want to look up his, uh, his art. I'm sure it's out there. I'll see what it looks like. Apparently he's an artist. Hmm. So yeah, look up his art. Yeah, he he says, um, Charles Salvador. At this point, uh, he says that the old me dried up. Bronson came alive in 1987. He died in 2014. He's moving on. He's moving on. He's tired of being Charles Bronson. Yep. Now he wants to be Charles Salvador. As of 2014, Charles Bronson died and Charles Salvador lived. Was was born. born. Yeah. So uh, there's a bunch of his work that was actually auctioned off, um, you know, about a couple months after that. And then, guess this. Guess what? He proposes to an actress, Paula Williamson. Which is? She's an actress. The actress visited him on uh, on February 2017. And uh, he proposed to her in, in jail. jail. What she heck? accepted his proposal. She'd only been visiting him That's for five, five months, this. and she fell in love with him in five months of visiting him and accepted his proposal and married him. Oh, 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 oh this guy. This guy has a tongue on him, too. Oh, yeah. Huh? Of course. Wow. This is this is what she says though. This is what she says. She says that he is a changed man. 
it is my hope that he will be released by my 40th birthday in August of 2020. This year. This is what she says. August. And why? <laughs> now, oh, hold on. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why, but there, there's more to this one. This is what she says in, in like 2017 when they get married um, in, uh, in November of 2017. Right? Uh-huh. November 2017. Yep. Now, here's uh, Bronson, however, he asked, he's asking for a divorce because there's a, there's a um, evidence, a picture of, of a young British holiday goer motorboating on her chest and inviting him and his friends to her apartment. While on holiday in Tenerife, which was leaked to a newspaper, she claimed he requested his wife to wear a catsuit when she next visited him, a suggestion she rejected. So this is all sorts of crazy. Like, hey, man, wear a catsuit. No, nah, I ain't going to do that. All right, fine, then I want a divorce kind of thing. And here's even better, even better than that. On July 29th, almost a year to the day of 2019, on July 29th, Williamson, the actress that married Charles Salvador at the time, now, at the age of 38, Guess what? <laughs> she was found dead. She... After divorcing him? Uh, they never divorced. He asked for divorce papers. The odd thing to me is that she was found dead... Within a year of him asking for her divorce, I don't see anything about him ever divorcing her. I just know that she was found dead almost a year to the day from when he asked for the divorce. She was found dead at her house, and her death was not considered suspicious by police at all at the age of 38. Now, out of all this... What did she die of? I don't know what she died of, but out of all this, that, to me, seems pretty damn odd. Yeah. So she didn't want to divorce him? She didn't want to give him the divorce or something? I'm not sure. Yes, that is odd. Well, there's a. This is where we're leading to to today, you know, to to right now, 
because about two years ago he was not found guilty. So he he didn't two years ago. Two years ago he was not found guilty for um, bodily harm, grievous bodily harm when he uh, attacked in uh, what was that a. Uh... Yeah, hang on, hang on. So he was in that uh, with the with the governor, and pretty much he was just not, just not found guilty. You know, uh, finally he had a break in his entire lifespan. 2018. We're talking from 1974 to 2018. Um, how many years is that? We're looking at a. Uh, 94 84 94 04 46 46 years 46 years and he finally catches a break sorry I couldn't really think that fast I've been drinking way before we started the show what's that? I said, sorry, I, I couldn't add that up that fast. I've been drinking way before we started the uh, show. So have I, but it's whatever. <laughs> but proceed. Well, uh, for the first time in, in 44 years in prison, he says, I never intended to be violent. I never meant to hurt the governor. Huh. Well, that just goes back to what I said. Like, you know, he doesn't mean to do these things, but they just make him do it. So, so they just. No? Yes. They trigger him by. Maybe arguing, refusing, or saying, no, we're not going to do that. Like, this person just wants everything to go his way. He wants everything to go according to however he has it planned, whether he's in jail or not. He wants everyone to to comply. To comply or die. Which is what's going on now, really. I know it took me a while to get to it. But after hearing everything about him and everything that uh, he went through to still being in prison to this day, being pretty damn near 70 years old. Chances are, this guy is probably one of the most fit, almost 70-year-old guys on planet Earth right now. 67, pushing 70. Yeah, probably. Now, would you say that Out of all that, to me, 
the oddest thing of the entire thing is how his um, wife dies. Like that. Yes, out of everything. Why? Why almost a year to the day from when he asked for a divorce? Is there that much power? Does he have that much power while still in prison to to make this happen? How does somebody that's an actress die at the age of 38? Well... Because they're in Hollywood. And a lot of actors and actresses die in that age. But this is in Hollywood. James Dean, Marilyn Monroe. She's, she's a British actress. She's not from Hollywood. Well, okay, maybe not Hollywood, but just actors and actresses. Probably the same. Yeah, that's true. Must have been high on coke or... Tied in somehow. Yeah, it was... uh, Well, yeah, I would like to see why she died. What was the cause of death? It says that... See if it was... It wasn't suspicious. I guess a tree must have just broken in half and fallen on her. And so it was just natural. Yeah. That's not suspicious at all. I mean, I, yeah, I would like to see how she died. Like, not suspicious. Like, maybe she tripped on a nail and um, fell on another board with the nail sticking out right between her forehead and... There was the only two by four right there in the middle of her whole front porch, just sticking out with the nail, and she tripped and fell on it. And that's how it yeah. happened. Something happen. like that. You know, like we, we talked a lot about uh, um, this guy and his entire history and life span. And, and we condensed it to, you know, what we're looking at about a little over an hour. His his life alone, it seems to, you know, um, well, well over an hour or way over an hour. <laughs> but uh, there's yeah. there's just so much about this guy and what's happened to him in his life that uh, has touched. Thousands of lives in his 40 some years in prison. He's written books that I guarantee you thousands of people have read. He's going to be out of prison here pretty soon. Maybe next year. Have we heard anything about him other than a movie? If you didn't know about him, how come you were barely hearing about him now? Yeah, I'm just barely hearing about him, honestly. This guy lived an interesting life because 40-some years in prison, and it sounds like he's just about to that point in his life where he's uh, he's ready to live his life. 
He's done. I think he is done. Hopefully he's done. Because I would like to see him on TV. I'd, I'd like to see an interview of him. I would like to see him on BioT when he gets mm. out. Or maybe hear him. <laughs> Not quite as much as see him. Well, wherever we're at at this point, at that point, I would love to, man, just like uh, dissect a little bit of what's going on in his head. I don't need to be next to him. I don't need him to smell my breath. I just need to talk to him over the phone. So I don't want him trying to punch me across the table or something like that, you know? Oh, man. Hey, it would be perfect then. Have him on the show. <laughs> he can do it right from his house. No, damn. This is this is the perfect era for him. COVID nineteen, everything is happening from inside the house. Leave my food at its doorstep. I'm gonna give you the context. I don't even need to leave you a tip. You just leave my food right there on the doorstep and I don't have any contact with any people. This is this is set up for people like him. Yes. Nowadays solitude. Everything right now is set up for people like him and how odd is that that he's getting out during this time when there is no human contact in almost the entire globe everyone's shutting down everything's just stay at home wear a mask stay away from people this is meant for people like that why is that tell me that's not weird though tell me that's not odd Yes. Yes, it is. People having been in prison for 20, 40, 430 years and don't want to be around prison or around people because they've been in confinement and they've been around only one or other, one or two people their entire lives and they don't want to be around other people. Yeah. I find that a little a little bit on the odd side as a as a conspiracy would go. What was it planned? Would you it's say crazy. it was planned? The whole thing from the beginning? If you look at the way his life was and what we we see, it's almost like he he planned to come out at a certain time in life. Man, if people really wanted to look into this, would you say he's the Antichrist? Christ? <laughs> you know, like the end. This guy, he's 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 in solitary confinement. He wants to be away from people. He doesn't want to re- be around people. He is like almost seventy years old and probably works out 
the most workout fitness guy there is and just like robust and just like probably a a younger body than what I have right now at 40 years old. He's 30 some years older than me. Almost 30 some years older than me. 20 some years older than me. I'm not that, he's not that old. (laughs) You know, but, but still like he, he's, he's, he's up there in age. He's about the age of what our, our dad would have been roughly give or take, but he's, He's still going. He's ready to come out. He he's gonna get out. Hopefully he gets out and he stays out. Hopefully he's just like, hey everybody, I'm out. This guy is someone. And I'm not trying to talk about this guy now because I know he's coming out. Because I I I, I I'm pretty sure that we are the only ones out there talking about this guy right now. He should be out next month, but he might not be oh, out till no. next year. But nobody's talking about him. Nobody's like bringing it up. Like, hey, this guy's coming out of prison soon. Well, they made a movie about him, no? Yeah, but you didn't know about the movie. No, I did it. I haven't even seen it. It's just not getting put out there. As you know, it's not getting put up, it's not getting advertised because I haven't heard of it. I, I, I hope, I hope that you and me, this, this show where we're at right now, we are at the forefront of maybe something coming up about this guy. Yes, they made a movie, but it's not like it was a hugely advertised movie. It's a very low <laughs> advertised movie. It's not like a huge movie. But I'm not trying to promote any movie. That's for damn sure. I'm not trying to be like, hey, go watch this movie. Go watch it if you want to. I don't care what you do. Read up about this guy. Do what you got to do. But it's definitely there. It, it is definitely something that's going on. So right now he's incarcerated but not married. His wife passed away. A year ago to the day. Oh, well, not to the day. Uh I'm I'm shy about four days from her her uh when she died. She she died she passed July twenty ninth. And she was young thirty eight years old. I don't even know what movie she's done or anything. You know, I don't know either. <laughs> she was an actress, though. Recent actress, too. Well, for her to... Uh, to be in uh, in movies... Uh, I could easily look that up to see what she was in. Uh, yeah, we could look her up, but 
No worries. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, but yes, no more than what you know is what I know. Like, other than what I've read, but man, it's just a it's interesting coincidence on uh, a lot of things that she did, or they that you know that yes that he did, I should say. He's, uh, he's definitely a character. Man of these definitely. times. You're right. Yes. Interesting man of these times. And he has a lot of things going on. And he's not even done. What's going to happen next? Who knows? We'll definitely have an update. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. I didn't know all this thing, man. I didn't know all this, all these things about this guy. This guy definitely got a lot on his plate, and he's definitely doing a lot. And uh, I'm gonna go watch the movie myself. See how close it is to the truth. From what we've read, anyways. Uh, from what I see, she's not in a whole lot of movies. A lot of English movies. Like I said, she's from that area. She she definitely has a, uh, a list of movies. But not like it's a huge filmography of her. But that has nothing to do with who he is and what he's done. And this uh, documentary type movie there is about him. Uh, looking into it myself, I, I felt it was a, a good enough movie. Story to talk about. The other thing that I, I noticed was. Uh, I, I wasn't really looking into it. As much as I was finding out about it. When I was looking into it. Because I found it interesting that. He's supposed to be getting out. Next month. After a life sentence. After a life sentence. 44 years, roughly, of serving life in prison. And almost a year before, his wife dies. Well, if you ask me... His wife died, and maybe that's why he's getting out. The way these things all work, who knows? This guy might be a little more important than we think. All this craziness going on. Ooh, here's a thought. From a life sentence. 
Yes. Now, at at the uh, <laughs> uh, what would you call it? Uh, not 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 fear or uh, hopefully not getting suicided by any means. You have this entire controversy story stuff going about this entire huge pedophile ring going on amongst like the the elite of the world and, and whatnot and, and like child and, and just gross stuff that you just, you just don't do with, with children. And I've seen stuff like supposedly about it, even former presidents and that kind of stuff. I'm not going to say any names because heaven forbid I should be, you know, suicided later on. But <laughs> what if this guy's getting out at the right time to where he could take vengeance on all this stuff? And if he goes back to prison, whatever. Huh. To get vengeance? <laughs> That would be kind of cool. I mean, honestly, if he's he's let out, so he can just like, you know what? How dare you? I still have my morals. How dare you have done this to mm-hmm. children? I'm gonna take care of all of you. And then he's like, ah, see, you're never gonna change. But you got rid of all of these people for us because we don't have the balls to do it. We're gonna let you out so you can go get rid of all of them. Yeah, just kind of a that, that's kind of a stretch, but it'd be kind of cool. Yes, you have a mission. You're gonna end up back where you were, if but you'll be famous, and he'll get steaks every day for the rest of his life if he wants to. And continue to not worry about stuff. And secure his retirement. But he doesn't want to get buried in there, so... We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to... Prison. Yeah, this is a strange character indeed. I, for one, did not know anything about this man. And to find out all this stuff about him, yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, this guy has gone through a lot his whole life. He is not even done. Who knows what this man has in store for the world? Because it sure sounds like he does have something. And I, for one, am definitely intrigued and interested to see not so much what's going on in the world. I really care less about what's going on and this whole, like you say, pandemic and what's going on right now. And can't even go to a freaking grocery store without putting something on my face. These things, it's whatever. I want to concentrate... Not necessarily concentrate, but I I really want to see what this guy has in store 
for the world. <laughs> because he has brought nothing but intrigue almost his entire life. And he still lives to tell the story. Yeah. He is yes. one definitely a, a definite candidate for odd times. Odd indeed. This gentleman has really shooken the Richter scale in oddness. From the inside out. From the system out. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Now, do you think it's time for a fun fact or is there any more of this man that we need to know about? You know, you know as much as I know your thoughts are about as deep as mine are. There's no more to tell. And only thing to do is wait and see to see what else he has to tell us in the future. I would say it is definitely time for a fun fact of the night. Coincidentally, I have a fun fact that coincides with tonight's show because the question I have for you is, do you have any idea what is the most experimented creature on Earth? Um, I haven't the slightest on what is the most experimented. You know what? I'm 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 gonna throw out mice. Hmm. Are mice the that most is, experimented? That is a very very good guess, but I would have to say you're wrong. The most experimented creature on Earth is, in fact, the human being. Human being? Mm-hmm. The most experimented. We've been experimented through centuries since the beginning of time. We might be an experiment, period. Ah, you know what? You're right. Because you have the lobotomies. You have, um, shoot, you have government um, experiments as far as like deploying <laughs> crazy oh, yeah. ass things out there. You have the, 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 the cloud seeding. You have, uh, oh man, yeah, you're right. Throughout the ages, they just want mm -hmm. to experiment and experiment on the human humans period all the time yeah okay I, I can see that I can see that almost clear as day now now that you say it that is a fact the human is the most experimented on on planet earth that's a fact 
And we Shoot. can I mean, go almost every so every much. single <laughs> every single um vaccine, every vitamin, every this, every that. When it comes to uh the Yeah. The pharmacies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It gets you thinking to so much, doesn't it? Yeah, and 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 you know what? Eventually, these fun facts will be an episode. This fact right here: the most experimented creature on Earth. That we can go into in so many ways. Um, I think we can cover so many topics about this, and it would just be a good show. Well, yeah, my mind alone is going crazy over all the different angles and ways people have been experimenting. Mustard gas. <laughs> Mustard gas. They didn't know. Like, hey, let's see what happens. Boom. Being experimented through the media. Fat boy. Little fat boy. Hiroshima. They didn't know what would happen. Boom, let's just drop it and see what would happen. And that is the fun fact for this episode. That is a great fact. I like that fact. Because my mind is just going wild over all the different experiments that have happened throughout the ages and centuries and times that I can think of. Think about it. Somebody had to experiment on cow's milk <laughs> the most experimented on creature us goat's milk who thought about drinking that hey man you drink it first I want to see what happens with you right that was an experiment. Nah, right <laughs> right there that's that's proof right there like nah you first not nah, you first <laughs> <laughs> you first, goddamn it! Let's see what yeah. happens. <laughs> well, hey man, all them thoughts. I think you should collect them and definitely save it for an episode. Oh, you, you know I will. They'll be serious ones, but they'll be funny ones too. <laughs> <laughs> man, I think that. Right now is a good time to wrap it up. This has been an excellent show. I have found out a bunch of new stuff that I did not even know before. And I heard it first here on BioT. And I hope everyone has enjoyed tonight's episode and hope you've all enjoyed tonight's fun fact. This has been Chris Geo. And this was Manny G. Manny the Chiga. On BioT. Thanks for joining us and hope you join us next time for another exciting episode on what? Only Brothers in Odd Times.
Bile Tea.